Did you know that we're exposed to thousands of commercial messages every day? And are you aware that consumers tend to trust what influencers say about brands much more than what brands say about themselves? When brands need to cut through the noise and reach consumers, influencer channels offer an unrivaled space to create genuine, meaningful dialogue and connect directly with consumers on their terms. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, a leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to understand more about influencer marketing and why it's such a powerful channel when it comes to building trust in your target group. Every Wednesday, we'll cover topics such as how to build a successful influencer marketing strategy, how to measure the effects, the role of influencer marketing in the overall media mix, and of course, the latest trends and insights on what's up in the influencer marketing and social media sphere. And we know you're busy, so every episode is right around 15 minutes. Perfect to tune into on your morning walk, during your morning routine, or on your way to and from work. Join us and our expert guests to stay up to date and take your marketing strategy to the next level with influencer marketing. The world's fastest growing marketing method. I'm Sana Oudmark. And I'm Frida Ekholm. And this is Influencer Marketing Talks. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, brought to you by Cure Media, the leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about influencer marketing and social media in right around 15 minutes. I'm Sana Oudmark, and I'm the head of marketing at Cure Media. In this week's episode, I talk to Sebastian Jansson, influencer marketing manager at Lensway, the Nordic leader in eyewear and lenses online. We'll talk about how to change consumer behaviors, why they decided to implement influence marketing as part of their media mix, and how they measure the success, beyond the direct results and the last-click reports. Welcome, Sebastian. Nice to have you here. Thank you, Sana. Uh, it's a great pleasure to be here. And it's going to be great to have an opportunity to talk about what we do and how influencer marketing is a crucial part of our marketing mix. Yeah, I'm really curious about hearing that. Before we jump into the topic, could you just tell a bit about yourself, who you are and what your role is at Lensway? Yes, so my name is Sebastian and my role at Lensway is influencer marketing manager. So it's um, you know my role to ensure that we have a lot of growth in terms of what we do with influencer marketing, uh, both in terms of sales, but you know our main focus is really change the behavior in all of Nordics in how you buy your your glasses. Traditionally, of course, you have gone to the optician and bought yeah. them in the store, and uh, that's what we're trying to change and to allow people to have an opportunity to do that online instead uh, for a better price without cutting down on the quality. Interesting and. I know you have been around in the industry for many years now at different brands working with influence marketing. So I'm just curious to hear, what do you know about influence marketing today that you didn't know five years ago? Wow. 
you know, of course, a lot of things have changed in the past five years. Uh, when I started working with influencer marketing, it was like brand new. Like n- was very few brands in Sweden who did it. Yeah, in the uh, world, I would say. In the say. world even, yeah. Because, of, of course, uh, the rise of influencers has really had to do with, you know, uh, the opportunity to create a profile on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Snap, you know, all those channels. And we haven't had that for so long. Um, so now today, obviously, we have a lot more influencers than we did five years ago. And I would say that one of the key differences is that uh, you can use a lot of different influencers than you could in the past. Yeah. I would say when I started working with it, it was like, it was about like 10 or 20 that were, you know, good. Yeah, and they were probably bloggers having exactly. a blog. Yeah. Exactly. And now, you know, depending on, you know, what part of the audience you want to reach, you will use a different influencer in a different channel. Mm. TikTok is very different from Snapchat. Snapchat is very different from a blog. A blog is very different from a YouTube channel. Totally. And of course, um, Instagram uh, and Instagram stories specifically is maybe what people use the most um, today. And that was not like like Instagram stories was not a thing five years ago. No. It didn't exist. It was more like Snapchat for the stories part. Exactly, exactly. And I think when I started working with it, like blogs were the main thing. You had like Blondine Bella. And then Therese Lindgren became pretty big on YouTube. And I remember like the first collaboration I did with her, it was like cheap. I think it was like 15,000 Swedish crowns. Uh, Fast forward two years, it was like 200,000. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, both the prices are changing, of course, but... As you say, the most big part is that it's much more complex and you need a much more sophisticated approach today. It's not enough to just do a video with a big influencer and then you're safe. You need to do a lot of different things, different tactics, different types of influencers. Exactly. I think one of the main parts as well, um, like five years ago, we would like strictly look at like how much traffic did this profile give us and how much sales did we generate from that. Mm. We rarely looked at, you know... How did the, um, the Google search results change? How much did the direct traffic change? How much did the uh, uptake did we see from our Facebook ads? How much uptake did we see from all other channels? Mm. Uh, we would look at it as a silo, I would say, and not really utilize it as um, at its full potential. Uh, if you look at it today, it's a lot about understanding how influencer marketing also impacts other channels whether it be Facebook, whether it be um, Google Ads on, you know, people searching for your brand, organic traffic, but also how can we utilize that content in our own channels in order to to get, uh, you know, more of the trust. Um, and of course, influencers are, like their bread and butter, if you will, is that they are great content creators. For sure. And that content is something we want to utilize. Um, some brands... Uh, us as well, uh, buy out the content and use it for, for ads on Facebook as well. Uh, and we do a lot of it. If you look at our Instagram channel, uh, you're going to see a lot of reposts from from different influencers that we have worked with just because we, we really enjoy the content that they that they produce and we think it really speaks to, to our brand as a whole. Mm. And therefore, it's you know it's a great way for us to, to um, give our our own audience a, a glimpse into into that content as well uh, so more people than their followers see it. Yeah, and they can probably relate more to it than if the photos were taken in a studio with a 
photographer that doesn't really know your audience. Exactly, exactly. Not saying that you shouldn't also uh, take photos in studios and so on. But I think one of the main things you can do with influencers as well is, you know, if you historically have had a big photo shoot in the studio, you know, what was the cost of that compared to buying out the content from five influencers? And what results did you get back from it? Yeah. Uh, so it's also a way for uh, brands, I would say, to, to lower their costs in terms of creating content without lowering, you know, the quality or the results you get from that content in itself. Definitely. Great answers. So just to summarize, it's a much more complex industry. The measuring part is also more complex, but also better today if you know where to look for the results. And the content part is much more sophisticated. And I think exactly. it's and I would say, I would say I would add one part. Uh, since you have a lot more influencers, there's a, there's a much bigger chance to do to to reach different audiences. Like, you know, your brand is not just made for, well, at least typically, your brand is not just made for 18 to 24-year-olds or 35 to 40-year-olds. You know, certain um, products within your sphere, at least for us, you know, it's tailored to an uh, older demographic, whereas other frames that we have are tailored to a younger demographic. Yeah. And I think, you know, there are influencers for uh, both parts. It's not just influencers for, for one of them. Definitely. More and more people, even the elderly demographics, are spending time online and on social media, so everyone can be found there. So you touched upon it earlier, and online lens sales is a very well-established phenomenon, but when we look at the glasses industry, just around 1% of the eyewear sales takes place online, and the remaining percent are still in the store, in the physical store. So this is, of course, a transformation that is taking place in most industries today, but maybe especially so in an industry like this. So what would you say, what can you do to change this habitual behavior among consumers and attract the target audience to the online space? Yeah, I think it uh, uh, doesn't matter like what behavior, behavior you want to change. Uh, you need to offer the person or the clientele a better option. And that's what we're trying to do with our product. Obviously, we have a home trial feature. So you can take any four frames that we have and get them sent to your, to your home. So you can try them on. And, you know, peace and quiet. Ask your friends for suggestions, what they think Some about them. advice. Exactly, exactly. Without having, you know, a salesperson standing <laughs> over your shoulder be like, oh, you look so good in those <laughs> that frames. That fits your face so Ex- well. Exactly, exactly. And I think in order to, to really get people to believe in that, we need to borrow the trust from influencers. And that's one of the main reasons why we started working with them. Because obviously, l- Lensway as we are, we will always, like, we have created a product we think is great. You know, otherwise, we would not you know, promote it. But us saying it does not give the same amount of trust and confidence as you know, an influencer saying that. And I think one of the key parts of our strategy with influencers has been uh, we wanted to try our home trial and then just give your honest opinion about it. If you don't like it, it's okay. We can, you know, cancel the collaboration. Um, yeah, and so learn f- and make it better. Exactly, exactly. We love when we get feedback, you know. Uh, and that's, you know, uh, our product is not in any way perfect. Uh, so I don't think any product is. And we always try to develop and, and change it for the better. Uh, but I think the key feature is that, you know, you can get any four frames sent to your house for free so you can try them on. And then if you, you know, if you like one or two of them, you can buy it. If you don't like it, there is no one who's going to be like, oh, 
you you know, oh, but you look so good in them. No. You know, send them back for free and, you know, it's end of story. Obviously, we want you to buy frames from us, you know. Of course. Otherwise, we would go out of business. <laughs> but I think that we see that a lot of people who, who, who orders the home trial then actually decides to buy. And I think that really speaks to the, the quality of the product that we have. Uh, and I think one other thing that's important to, to talk about is you don't change your behavior overnight. Like if we were to do 200 influencers uh, that would post on the same day, say tomorrow, obviously we would see a lot of traffic and a lot of conversion tomorrow, but it would not last over time. That's why you need to have a, a, a long-term vision, you know, what's our goal for all of 2021, all of 2022, uh, and how can we reach that? You know, uh, what KPIs should we look at in terms of, you know, how is the search behavior changing on Google um, this month compared to six months from now? Mm-hmm. How much more people are, are are searching for buy glasses online or, you know, test, test glasses for free, things like that. And I think um, that really speaks to the change that you will see. Uh, but as also, you know, I think when you have a, a great pro- product, which, which I really believe that we do. Um, a lot of my friends have been like, oh, yeah, yeah I tried it because, you know, I, I told them about it. And they're like, I really liked it. I told my mom about it. Because mm. uh, I think one of the other key features of Lensway is that you get, you know, the same quality uh, glasses as you do at any other store for a much better price. Uh, so, you know, if you want to spend less money on your glasses but still get, you know, the same quality, this is a great option. Yeah, but uh, when you say it... Exactly. When I, <laughs> when I say it, why would you believe me? Uh, why would I believe you? Yeah. Okay, I, I believe you. But as you say, it's so p- even more strong when you hear it from someone that you follow, that you trust, that you f- yeah want to take advice from. And yeah, and I would say like when you order it, there is no risk. You know, you just try it on. If you don't like it, you send it back. Yeah. And speaking about... Influence marketing, which is today's topic. How do you work with the channel today, and how come that you decided to implement this as a channel in the media mix? Yeah, I would say that you know the thing. One of the things we thought we were lacking in order to really penetrate the market, if you will, was trust. And influencers is the best way to gain trust if you have a product that they can stand behind. And so far, the the the, the response from the influencers has been really good. They really enjoy the product and they think it's a good product. So I, I strongly believe that they genuinely think what you know they're they're selling to their followers is something that their followers will like. Yeah. And I think that really helps. Because obviously if you have an unlimited amount of money, you can buy all influencers in the world. But if the product is not good, it's not gonna generate results over time. Exactly. The quick yeah. wins for sure. But exactly. they will not stay. Exactly. And for us, it's really about lifetime value. You know, how can we convince people to trust us so much to make, you know, not just one uh, eyewear purchase with us, uh, but to make, you know, their li- <laughs> their lifetime mm-hmm. purchases. You know, obviously, you, your style changes over time. And yeah, your sight. Exactly. So, you know, you need new glasses for maybe for, for your eyesight, but also just, you know, maybe this summer I want to, you know, look like, I don't know, um, <laughs> I want to look summery. <laughs> Or when you yeah. play puddle, you want to have glasses that really, you know, fits into, that um, really fits when you play, so don't you know fall down. Mm. Yeah, obviously yeah. we have a collection for that as well. It's an accessory like everything else. Exactly, exactly. We we like to speak about the the eyewear wardrobe. Yeah, 
Makes sense. I mean, it's such a big part. If you wear glasses, it's a big part of your appearance and your style. So if you change um, a bracelet or a watch, why wouldn't you change your glasses? Exactly. <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> and I think as with anything when it comes to accessories, the most important part is to express yourself. Yeah. And why did you decide to start working with a partner or partners for your influencer marketing? Yeah, I would say like one main part is that uh, if you work with a, an agency, uh, just like Cure Media, um, they have a lot of historical data. So you can go to them and say, you know, my KPI is this, whether it be sales, whether it be engagement, you know, and they will, of course, <laughs> want your business for long. So it's like, okay, what influencers historically has produced this KPI the most consistently, and they will use that in order to, to make the selection of what profiles to use. Uh, and that historical data, I would say, is really, really good to use, especially in the beginning, because it doesn't matter how long you worked with influencer marketing. If you don't do campaigns on a consistent basis, you don't have the, the up-to-date data on what profiles will work best for this. And it should also be mentioned, you know, we, we don't have a team of 10 people working with influencer marketing lens. It's, it's me, basically. And I would not have the time to, um, to uh, talk to uh, and collaborate with all of the influencers in order to, to do this uh, on a scale that we want to. Um, so that, because of those reasons, it, was, it made so much sense for us to work with partners in this. Now, we do some of it in-house as well, but... Uh, I would not have the time to, to you know, work with 30, 40, 50, 60, whatever amount of influencers it is no. uh, each month. And we would not want that uh, to slow us down because we're really trying to, to take big strides here in terms of uh, not only what we do with influencers, but just you know, how we move the market as a whole. Of course. Yeah, makes sense. And I think it's good that you mentioned that you can mix them both. You can do parts in-house. You can outsource parts. You don't have to choose either or. So that's, that's a good point. And I would also say, obviously, um, you know, whatever, I wouldn't say whatever, but most influencer marketing companies you work with, they have a long-lasting relationship with the profiles. So sometimes you actually, you know, get a better price um, with the agency than if you were to talk to the influencer yourself. That's also, a, I wouldn't say a key point for us, but it's important to to um, realize that as well. Uh, so it can actually be a cost-effective way uh, to work with influencers. It is a cost-effective way. I yeah. guess my point is, it's, it's, you know, obviously the agency takes their fee as well, but that does not necessarily mean it becomes more expensive to work with those specific influencers. Yeah. Um, oh, but it man it's many parts and the relationship is super important. Exactly. And I, I think also, you know, it's <laughs> the more great minds you put together in terms of this you know the better results you can get and one of the key points is you know we're we're still young in terms of what we do with influencers so we're still taking in a lot of learnings and um, sometimes those learnings are really good to just you know um, to just uh, talk about with the agencies you work with in order to you know get their understanding of yeah. things you know how other brands are doing this well uh, what should we think about yeah. exactly exactly and uh, totally. so, yeah, yeah, that's why that's why we are using partners as well as working with it in house. I think it's a good, it's a good mix to get the the perfect synergies. Yeah, 
And moving on to the final question, which I'm truly passionate about, and I know you are as well, and it's about measuring the success. And measuring influence marketing can be quite tricky. We know that it's one of the top or even the top challenge among marketers today. Uh, so what results have you seen from your influencer marketing activations so far? And how have you been able to track the effectiveness of the channel? Yeah, no, it's, uh, as you say, it's a very important question. And I think it's one of the, the key things to have a strategy about in order to actually understand whether influencer marketing is working for you or not. If we look at us as an example, if we were to just look at direct traffic, it would not be a super successful campaign. You know, if I were just to look at the direct traffic, I would probably say we can probably spend our money better elsewhere. Yeah, which is what many do. Exactly. Like look at only direct. But every time we have a good influencer marketing push, we hit our best numbers in terms of home trials and sales every time. And that's not, you know, the direct traffic. We see an increase in, in direct traffic, organic traffic, yeah, brand search on, on Google, even our Facebook traffic is performing better. So we really see those synergy effects. And I think that really comes down to the trust that we're getting when, peop- uh, when influencers are, are talking about our, our uh, product and mm. uh, what they thought about it when they, when they tried it. And I think that's one of the key parts. Like if you have like an isolated event, like this day we worked with influencers and you really see your numbers increase and it doesn't correlate with your last click direct data in analytics, you kind of have to attribute, attribute it to that event. And that's really what we're doing. We're looking at like, you know, not just what happens today, but what happens during the whole month when we use influencers, during the week. And that really where we have we, we have seen a, where we have seen a difference, um, and I think that's like one of the keys when it comes to measuring to look at your overall performance, not just the the direct traffic. Now, don't get me wrong; direct traffic is important too. It's a, one of the key points to understand, like how are the different profiles working. Yeah. But we also need to look at it from a holistic point of view. How is everything combined uh, producing results for us? Definitely. And uh, that has been like, like what has been like, I've always been surprised sometimes because we, we had like some meetings and we're like, ah, oh, you know, home trials have been uh, lacking for a few days. And now like one of the key questions, are we going to have any influencers soon? Because we're seeing that big of an impact on, on the results. And that's, you know, it's, it's a great testament, I would say, to the importance of influencers, but also to the importance of not just looking at last click data in order to fully understand the, the customer journey. Definitely. And I think this is the key thing, as you say, in order to really know what ROI the channel brings, what the effectiveness is, you need to have this holistic approach. And I think even though I know that you are doing it really well um, and you look beyond the last clicks, beyond the direct results, you look at the spillover effects, the interaction effects. I think this is the number one thing that companies can learn from when it comes to measuring their influence marketing. Exactly. I completely agree. And I think it's um, (laughs) one of the greatest things when it comes to digital marketing is that we have now been given the ability to to track results. If you look at TV, how many direct clicks... Purchases did you have? You know, you have no idea. Same thing here, you know, when it comes to influencers or, or Facebook, even if you will. 
Uh, you need to look at, at it holistically. And uh, the opportunity to be able to track last click has kind of limited the, the holistic approach of your mind in, in some ways. You know, you're like, ah, oh, if it doesn't perform a last click, leave it. And that's really like, you know, you're losing the, the synergy and the holistic thinking of, of marketing. You know, not everything you do is going to have a, a direct last click uh, go to buy your product, you know, effect. Especially when you look at, uh, I would say, like lens weighing glasses. Like, we don't necessarily want you to buy our product right away. We want you to do our home trial first so you have an opportunity to test and try because that's really, you know, the customer journey that you want to take because you need to see, you know, does these glasses fit me? Uh, do I look good? And what does my, you know, partner think? My mom or, you know, yeah. mom, and most importantly, well, what do I think about them? And having a chance. And I think that's something, and it's not just in our industry, you know, when it comes to glasses, but if you look at like a lot of industries. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, sometimes we're not even ready to take home and try. Maybe just in half a year wants to buy and then we want your brand to be top of mind. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I like if you, it's just so funny to me. If you look at like, take Stronger as an example, or Daniel Wellington for, Daniel Wellington for that matter. Who were they 10 years ago? No, you had no idea. I don't even think they existed. No. And how did they win the market? They won it by looking at marketing from a different point of view than their competition. I think for us, if we were to fight our competitors in, in you know, uh, in TV as an example, where they have been super strong for the past maybe 20, 25 years, it would be really hard for us to, to penetrate that market share. But if we work with, you know, other channels in a smart and effective way, and measure them holistically, then we have a chance to take, you know, the market shares that they are losing by not doing this. Totally. Thank you so much, Sebastian, for joining us today. It was so great having you in the studio and hearing more about how you guys work with influence marketing. Thank you so much for having me. And if anyone wants to check out some some good lenses or frames, um, just, you know, look up Lensway. Check it out. Thank you. Thank you.